Locale. Local. Shock. Local. Cambiamento. Tapir. Gergelecta. Sacula Ijaia. Food. Change. Hello everyone and welcome back to the SPIN podcast. My name is Valentina Gritti and I'm the podcast host and the Global Community and Project Manager of the Slow Food Youth Network. This episode is part of the series Spinners Around the Globe. In this series, we're going to meet different activists of our network. We're going to get to know more about who they are, what do they do in their daily lives and how they are involved with the Slow Food Youth Network. The special guest of today is Ruth Gutierrez from Bolivia. Ruth is a very young activist from the community of Slow Food Cochabamba. She's studying gastronomy to become a chef, and she's very active in supporting local food sovereignty and biodiversity in Bolivia. She's also very involved in the international activities of the Slow Food Youth Network. For example, this year she was part of the World Disco Soup Day Task Force, and the World Disco Soup Day is our biggest yearly initiative to raise awareness on food waste reduction, and it's made possible thanks to the support of many volunteers around the world. The Task Force is the international group that coordinates the activities of the Disco Soup campaign. So Ruth, welcome to the Spin Podcast. Hi Valentina, thank you. And maybe would you would you like to start this interview by introducing yourself? Okay, Valentina. Well, uh, like you say, I am Ruth from the Slow Food Cochabamba Bolivia community. Uh, about my life, I was born and grew up in the Bolivian East, where we can find part of the Amazon and the Gran Chaco Boliviano. But for things in life now, I am living in the valleys, surrounded by mountains and in the earth of Bolivia, Cochabamba. This city has very different culture compared where I grew up before. Uh, currently, I am studying gastronomy and I am very happy for be part of the community where I learned a lot about ideals of slow food. That's super interesting. And I, I really wonder that since you're studying gastronomy and you want to become a chef, for sure you have a signature dish, no? something that it's really special for you. Can you tell us what is your secret recipe? Uh, my signature dish uh, is something inside it and with an important meaning for me. Knowing that my recipe is part of the Disco Soup Cookbook, and I am uh, happy. Something that I wouldn't have imagined would happen to me. Uh, well, I cook a potato peel chili. Uh, what led me to do this is that potato peel is a product that we usually waste a lot because in Bolivia we eat potatoes almost daily. And well, chili peppers. Uh, both are part of a food culture. I also want to remember food from my childhood and my trips to the Andes. Uh, the wheat leaves that it carry in my dish are crunches, a sheet of wheat flour that are made and brings me many emotion and happiness when I eat them. On the other hand, and the chili sauce or uchus as we know here 
is something that I used to enjoy with my paternal grandmother, where she aromatized uh, her house with that smell of uh, chili sauce for every birthday, uh, a special occasion. And that happiness of eating it until now, I have it in my memory. The recipe that Ruth created for the Disco Soup cookbook is a potato peel chili pepper with flatbread, in Spanish ají de cáscara de papa y hojas de harina de trigo. The Disco Soup cookbook is a collection of about 100 recipes by worldwide activists of World Disco Soup Day. These are recipes with leftovers, food scraps, but also traditional preservation and fermentation methods. The book also contains inspiring stories of special products, farmers, fishermen and much more. Do you want to know how to get your copy of the book? Send us a message to hello at slowfoodyouthnetwork.org. Okay, also with my recipe, I didn't just want to avoid waste food, but also show a little of the gastronomy of which my country is made up. We are diverse and we can observe it when one goes to a market or moves from city to city. I am too proud of what I did and that others can carry it out. Throwing away the potato peel makes me very happy. Yeah, no, of course, it's uh, it's definitely important to to raise awareness against food waste. And it's great that you created this very special recipe with a, a typical product, no? so, such as the, the potatoes and, and also the, the chiles. And um, yeah, I was wondering, since I, I saw your recipe in the World Disco Soup Day uh, cookbook, but uh, I didn't try it <laughs> yet. And uh, yeah, I wonder how... how It tastes like, is it, is it very spicy because of the chili? Uh, well, uh, it depends on us. Uh, in my family, we love spicy food. So uh, it, it's a depend of the chili. So it can be sweet or very spicy. We have a lot of uh, different kinds of chilies. So you can use uh, the more spicy uh, chile or sweet chile so it depends on us in Bolivia for example currently some information says that chili from uh, come from Bolivia and so for example the chili more spices that we have here is uh, ulupica that is a little little uh, chili and it is very very spicy and is the mother of all the spices in the world wow that that's super interesting i really want to try the chili i don't know if i'm gonna die because it's too spicy but <laughs> i really would like to try it and Ruth, i also wanted to ask you how what does a regular day for you look like well if i could describe it in a uh, one word my regular day it will be a diverse day uh, why because always trying to learn something more and get involved in what I like to later teach teach it and put it into practice I start with something that has become a habit it doesn't matter if it's raining or cold uh, I try to be in contact with nature for a few minutes, observing my garden uh, or harvesting because 
When we touch a plant, I feel that my nervous system to relax from all the tension that I have. And I feel more space in my mind. Then I, I, I already feel uh, to start with other things. But my normal day is not only doing things where my mind and emotion are, aren't involved. Everything I do, I try to do it conscientiously and in order. Because it is something that I gradually learned. But if little by little we make up our normal day, uh, a diverse day for learning, the process will be easier. So I could tell you that a normal day will be that day where we are comfortable. Everything we do is consciously with ourselves, with the people around us, because with our energy, we can encourage others and also uh, respect for nature and gratitude and great gratitude to it. Oh, that, that sounds super nice. Like this uh, harmonic way of living. I think everyone should uh, take inspiration from you <laughs> for that. <laughs> and um, and so is this garden your own garden or is it a, a community garden? Uh, no. Well, uh, I live now in, in the file. Uh, I don't like the city. Uh, so with my family, we have a garden, uh, our garden. I plant uh, my own seeds and now uh, I am remembered that I have to recollect my new seeds. <laughs> uh, so it's my own uh, garden, but I always try to share the food because I have a lot. So uh, I don't want to it or when I have a lot, uh, I feed my chickens. Uh, my neighbor, for example, has cows, and every morning I have milk, fresh milk, cheese. So it's so happy to live in in a field. I can I say it. And so you exchange your products with your neighbors. Yes. Uh, I give uh, them vegetables and they give me some potatoes, some milk, some cheese, uh, and sometimes uh, corn. When it's time, uh, I have a lot of corn or food. Nice. Um, okay, and Andrew, I was wondering, how did you first get involved with, uh, with Slow Food or with the Slow Food Youth Network? I met this thing through a very close friend, uh, Roger, and he's the one who guides us all within the community. Thanks to him, I learned a lot. Uh, he told me that what a good, clean and fair food is. Later, we began to have meetings online in the community that he invited. Uh, we meet uh, people from Colombia, Ecuador, uh, Peru. Uh, Brazil and in one of those it was when I met you and at the same time I met Slow Food Youth Network it was the first time I participated in the Disco Soup Day I was afraid to participate because as I was just starting 
I didn't know how, exactly how to be part of this, but I was encouraged and get involved. It was the best decision I've taken. Thanks to Spin, I realized that food is more than an ingredient in our plate. Uh, why? Because it is connection and love for our mother, her, it is culture and also respect for ourselves and our future. On the other hand, I learned more than a good, clean and fair food. I understood that as a young people, we must become aware, learn and teach those who follow us that with our food, we can fight not only for our rights, but also for food for all. And um, and I was also wondering, so um, about yeah, your local community of slow food, uh, which thematics are the ones that are um, yeah, most important in this moment? Mm. Well, I have two uh, thematics. The first I love uh, is that will be the local food movement because through this we connect with food producers and consumers that exist in our same geographical area. But we not only buy the product, rather we help to develop an improvement in the economy of the producer. We take of the environment and protect the community that provide us with, uh, with food. And uh, the second that I love, I love so much is that uh, to get more involved every day uh, is the issue of avoiding food waste. Inspire me by the relationship that exists with health, the environment, and become more aware of each product that comes to my hand, whether taken from the garden or buying the market have respect toward this food, nature, and towards the producer. Uh, avoiding waste should not be an option in our kitchen. I think that it should be a habit and obligation for the, for the nature. So if I ask you also, what is your dream for the local food system? It would be to have a food system without food waste. Uh, I want it principal. It to be inclusive, a right for all, and for it to be fair. Currently, it's so sad, but our food system and the one shown here is more than broken. Uh, this uh, food system uh, in Bolivia gives the idea that we eat to obtain calories and not a, a good nutrition in the food. Behind this, there is racing. Ecocide, exploitation, pollution, destruction of main sources of life, genocide. Uh, we can make a huge list and realize that it's not a decent food system. Also, eating in a healthy and conscious way should not be exclusive, nor should it have a status. I long for that food system change little by little the help of all, and I would also like us all to know that the food system involves living well, eh, vivir bien in Spanish, or as some native people call it, sumac causai, 
something that has been practiced for a long time by the people, which thanks to that principle, there is order and balance in the world. I believe that we are the generation that will make that change and leave a mark. Nice. And sumac causai that you mentioned is uh, what does it mean exactly? Uh, sumac causai it's a word like in Spanish we say vivir bien, uh, living well with uh, nature, with your food, with the culture. So it have a lot of meaning. Uh, it's important for all the culture in Bolivia. And um, yeah, and you mentioned a lot of uh, a lot of different thematics. No, you mentioned uh, that you like the effect of getting in touch with local producers, of uh, support local biodiversity, of raising awareness against food waste, of living in this very balanced um, and healthy life. And how do you see yourself in the future? And um, yeah, like as a chef as well, how would you like to put all these things into practice? Like Like a chef in the future, I will like to influence and educate in the gastronomic file and its relationship with culture and importance of it. Uh, carry out some investigation project to continue with issues of food sovereignty, agroecology, and the impact of this. But not only to know we have to propose and thus grow, because that make it worthwhile and uh, I feel that the first step I have been doing since I knew that I wanted to dedicate myself to the gastronomy file and the support I received from my family, friends and the slow food community itself makes me believe in myself and in other is something that I will always be grateful to get involved because I've learned a lot it is something that I will always be grateful to get involved because also though uh, there is nothing better than a satisfaction that others are interested in learning about good clean and fair food and um, is there a food that you cannot live without mm, i love food so i love my everything I, <laughs> but there is a product and uh, maybe not, uh, there is a product that is my favorite and it's corn So any dish that has this ingredient is adored by me. But more than my favorite, it represents a very important value for my family and the culture of the people in Bolivia. Uh, Bolivia has 77 races of corn, so we are diverse. I grew up seeing my grandmother in the file as she transmitted that knowledge to me in the gastronomic area. She carried out that all process of harvesting, peeling, and making corn flour to prepare a delicious thaw based on this grain, and also traditional drinks. Some of the doves we made together were crispy cornbreads, chimas. Chimas is my favorite favorite, Uh, it's a type of bread that was made with the rest of the corn that could no longer be ground in taku. Uh, taku is a kind of big mortar, uh, and it's uh, very important in 
uh, in the culture in the east of Bolivia. Uh, some drinks such as we have Somo, uh, I love that drink that is a traditional drink that is cooked in wood for hours and also the famous Tujure. Uh, when I was uh, a child, I didn't eat a cereal, I just Tujure that, that ash was added in the wood fire cooking for hours. Uh, you could mix it with milk and sweeten, sweeten it with melipona honey, or we know here miel de abeja señorita. And finally, our famous chicha with, is ground through Bolivia. Uh, that it's a drink ferment with corn. Mm, formerly, the chicha process, it's very interesting. <laughs> the grain was chewed and allowed to ferment and then drink it. So, but now, no, it's like that, no? Uh, People chew it and then they spit it and then they leave it to ferment. Exactly. It's that. Ah. Uh, and all the culture here. Uh, and, well, how to forget delicious tamales. Uh, tamales and humintas. Very traditional of all the native peoples in, Lat uh, in Latin America. Maybe let's explain a bit what are tamales for the people that are listening to us. Okay, uh, we have tamales and uminta. Umintas is with uh, fresh corn and cheese, uh, and it uh, depends on the city. Uh, for example, here in Cochabamba, it's more uh, it's sweeter than, than Santa Cruz, where I grew up, uh, but it has a lot, a lot of cheese. And tamales, we have to make the process of nixtamalización, like... Mexico say. Nixtamalization is a process in which corn is soaked and cooked in an alkaline solution. This makes the dough easier to handle and it also increases the nutritional value of the corn. So the, the difference is that with the tamales you have to nixtamalize them and in the other more traditional version, no, you just boil the corn, you make a dough and then you add the cheese. You have to uh, grind the corn first. And then you mm -hmm. add cheese, you add salt, sugar, and you uh, put it in corn peel. So, and you can bake it or you can cook in the, uh, with the steam. I think uh, I am going to come to Bolivia soon. <laughs> I have to try a lot of stuff. <laughs> yes, you have a home here. So, ah, thank you. You are welcome. Thank you. <laughs> And, um, and Ruth, to, to conclude the episode, I, I wanted to ask you if, you if you have a special message that you want to share with our listeners or with the other young people that are part of the Slow Food Youth Network. Okay. Uh, I have only a short word. And it's that young people, don't we discourage? We are in a struggle with the food system that will that it's very hard to start, but the satisfaction of having achieved that is great and that we are leaving our mark is very important. Uh, we have to protect the next generation. We have to teach them. So it's very important to know more about it. Thank you so much, Ruth, for, uh, for these words. Thank you so much for being so inspiring. And uh, yeah, I think... 
everything that you told us it, it's very interesting it makes us um, get to know your culture a bit more and especially your way of life which is like so much in harmony with nature with what surrounds us and uh, I really love the fact that you are so young but you really want to change things and you are doing concrete actions to do that so well done for that really I, I, I think you're super inspiring And um, I would also like to thank all our listeners for supporting the Spin podcast. And I would like to remind you that if you like this episode, you can share it with your friends. You can give us a five-star rating on iTunes, which will help us a lot to increase our visibility. And then, um, yeah, let's uh, see each other in the next episode. This is Valentina Gritti, and you're listening to the Slow Food Youth Network podcast. Ciao! Ciao!